Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited to have a very special guest here with us today. Ken Tomita is here, and Ken and I had a great conversation. He's very creative, very in the, in the tech, which is just kind of, it's something that I'm very passionate about as well. He's a passionate member of the entrepreneurial community in Portland, Oregon. He's committed to making work meaningful. He's the CEO and co-founder of GroveMade, which is a product innovation company specializing in the home workspace. You should uh, check definitely check out his website, GroveMade.com, and you can see the, uh, the desk systems that they have, the laptop holders, the keyboard stands. They've just got really, really cool and innovative uh, and really nice to look at and functional products that will make your home office or your office uh, much better. So go check that out, grovemade.com. Ken, welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Laura. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I remember the, the first time we talked actually was um, a week or so ago and you pulled out, it was super exciting, you pulled out the new Apple headphones because you have all the new tech mm. gadgets and such and i've saw them but i've never seen them used and you pop pulled them out and that was very exciting for me so i'm excited about this conversation especially after looking at all the products you have on your site and everything you're doing it's just it's super fun to talk to someone who's so creative like yourself yeah it's a nice little perk about the job i get to sample all the latest gear Today, I don't have those because they're being used in a photo shoot, though. They are company property. The first priority nice. is uh, they're actually used for the company. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun testing out the newest stuff. Uh, we got to stay on top of it because we're making the gear that helps people use the gear, right? So. That's a cool way of looking at it, the gear that helps people use the gear. What's your creative process typically like? Do you have a process or is it something that just hits mm -hmm. you and you go with it when it comes? Well, back in the day, uh, when we first started the company 11 years ago, my co-founder and I, we both came from creative backgrounds. I was a furniture maker and he was like this digital artist, laser engraving guy. And before it was uh, product development was basically like whatever we were into. We wanted to make stuff that we liked. Uh, it's re that's really simple. Uh, we had some success doing that. Uh, probably some luck involved there. Uh, since then, we've, we've learned the hard way that that's not enough to keep a business viable. We started making a lot of cool things that totally flopped, you know, that I thought was awesome. I still have some of the our failed products in my house, and they're great, but... You know, business is a little harder than that, right? It's uh, 
there has to be an overlap with what the customers actually need and want. So we're a lot more customer driven now. Uh, I would even say we veered that way where it's not about us. It's about helping our core customer group uh, work in an inspired way, help them with their problems, help elevate the way they feel. So really starts with the customer. Let's for a minute, let's make it about you though, because I want to learn about you and what you're doing. So I want to ask you your whole, your whole product line. I was looking at it and I know you have some really cool products coming in the pipeline, but from what's listed on your website, do you have a favorite product that you look at and you're just like that product? I mean, I I love them all. They're all my kids, but that one has something has a special Mm. place in my heart. Well, I think the monitor stand is pretty classic. There's a pretty good story behind how that got created. Uh, the my current favorite though is the MagSafe. Uh, our lead designer Sean, he he whipped that out in a couple days actually. Um, so when the latest technology comes out, if it's uh, related to the phone, we have to be fast, right? Tech. The more the, the the tool that we're using, the faster that cycle is, the faster we need to be. And it's actually a big competitive advantage we have because we're really small and lean. So he designed that thing so quickly. Uh, and, you know, I serve as kind of the uh, the head of product, but he's doing the majority of the actual design work. I'm kind of giving critiques and stuff. We gave it a couple rounds and, you know, it's, it's on my desk right now. It's, it's a gorgeous product, uh, very simple, um, and also like functionally superior. We were faced with like a couple short, potential shortcuts on that, and we chose to not take it, which makes the price go up. Um, in this case, it's mostly about the weight. So it's a MagSafe dock, right? The, mag, the new MagSafe it has a magnet, and the phone clicks to it. So if your dock is lightweight, and you pick up your phone, the dock comes with it. Mm. Yeah. And you actually have to make it crazy heavy to resist the magnet. So we have this giant stainless steel base. It's really expensive to make, but once you go there, you can't go back, man. Like I, I can't have this like floppy thing there. Luckily our <laughs> customers agree, you know? And it's so much more convenient to not have a charging cable hanging out the bottom of your phone. It's really nice. Yeah. Holds it at a nice angle. I really think that technology is pretty good. Actually, that's probably going to be the future for quite a while. with Apple devices. Yeah. I do wish they would be consistent with the USB and lightning, but that's a talk for another day probably. Yeah, that's difficult, especially <laughs> with the, the new iPads and all that fun stuff. It just, yeah, things don't kind of, they're not kind of cohesive. But um, tell us the story about, you said the monitor stand has a good story behind it. Do you mind telling that? Sure, sure. Uh, so one of my buddies uh, from uh, graduate school, um, I went to graduate school for architecture. At, uh, Rhode Island School Design ended up dropping out, um, but one of the one of the only regrets I had about dropping out is I was on the basketball team there. I'm really into basketball. I'm like the rare like jock art combo person. But anyways, the guy who was the captain of the basketball team he ended up becoming one of the co-founders of Airbnb. Um, so we were we were uh, keeping in touch, and in the early days it's kind of crazy when he's they were a little startup just like us back in the day, right? Anyways, he invited me to come down to San Francisco. So me and our co- my co-founder, Joe, we visited uh, 
Joe Gebbia down there. He was showing us around his office. And, you know, they had a couple of hundred million in venture capital at that point. Like, nicest everything, right? It's like what you see in the magazines in terms of office. And they had, like, the nicest Herman Miller desk, the nicest computers, all that. But they were, we noticed that they were, like, propping up their computers on, like, boxes and books and stuff like that. So here's a company that's clearly, uh, all the founders are from Ritzy, so they're designers, design focused, has infinite money, basically. And they couldn't buy a product that met their needs that could elevate their monitors and be attractive. So clearly a product opportunity. Um, me and Joe instantly were like, oh my God, there's something here. And we designed the product, launched it a year later, and it's been a big hit. That's awesome. That's the best way to find products is to find the need and then fill that need. And a lot of times for a lot of these companies, to your point, and what a lot of people don't think about is it's not always a money issue. Sometimes it's a creative innovation issue to where mm -hmm. you can have infinite money. There's just not a solution yet for the problem. And if you're a company like Airbnb, you know, just throw them on some books. Let's get things going. Let's keep business as usual. You know, that's where the opportunity comes for a creative such as yourself and your company to come in and solve that problem for them. And it wasn't a money issue whatsoever. So that's super, that's a great story. Exactly. And if it's a money issue, we're not going to be competitive. You know, we're not in business to make the cheapest stuff. There's other people who do that really, really well. And we don't even try to compete with that. Right? We're here to make the best stuff for the people who really care about their work. So that's a great point about the money issue. Like that's not really a place we're going to be competitive in, you know, it's more yeah, and it's unique needs design. Yeah. yeah. And it's great to have that self-awareness, especially as an individual and as a company to go in and say, Hey, look, here's who we are. Here's what we do. We're not going to play down. I mean, because I think a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs get caught in that trap where they have this idea of who they kind of want to be, but then they see opportunity somewhere else. So they like, take who they are and mm -hmm. cash it in or throw it away so that they can try to conform to the opportunity that, that they perceive to be there, but that's not who they really want to be in the long run anyway. So it may be cool for a week or two, but then you've become mm -hmm. something that you don't want to be. And now you have this identity crisis. So true. I mean, we struggle with that in different ways too, but uh, I think on the product side, we've been, we've been pretty good at that, you know, staying disciplined and, trying not to appeal to everybody. I think that's a dangerous place to go, even as a person, right? Even mm -hmm. with friends or relationships, like you can't be everything to everybody. What What are you at that point? Nothing. Yeah. No, you don't stand for anything. So uh, we'd rather be like a really strong in a really specific way instead of kind of general. So we've always been I love that, that way. Yeah, as a company, I've always been under the or the impression I've always lived by too with our company that it's better to get a no for who you really are than a yes for something you're not. Because oh, then, no yeah, because nobody wins in that scenario. I mean, it may mm -hmm. be a party today, but that's all. That story is always going to end bad. If you're trying to be something else just to get that yes, it's desperation in one sense, and in the other sense, that story is never going to end well. So I would rather stand in integrity, get the no. And then when you get the yes for who you really are, then everyone wins and everyone's happy and you have a great scenario. That's a great point. Yeah. If you get a perfect customer, they're not going to be happy. It's not good for them either. You know? Yeah. Yep. And then again, that identity crisis, which I think is so powerful is like you start to question who you really are because 
you can't provide make true to your promises to them they're not getting what they want in some way shape or form and then internally mm-hmm. you have that struggle it may not show up right away but that psychological struggle shows up and it'll show up throughout the culture of the company mm-hmm. that's really interesting you say that because a big part of our culture of the company itself is around this principle of, of embracing fit we call it, we call it clear eyes full hearts can't lose you know that show friday night lights yeah, yeah. have you seen it yeah, yeah, I have. I, I, we cribbed it from uh, Coach Taylor. You know, that's awesome. A little bit more southern twang. Today, he said it, but um, with our employees, we we really embrace that. Like, hey, in this moment, like I hope your life path and the company path intersects and it's a good fit. But at some point, it might not be, and we need to watch out for what's good for you too. And exiting the company is a totally valid. Uh, and sometimes preferable move for everybody, right? And let's just embrace that. And when it happens to be working, we're going to go all out. And when it's not, it's healthy to consider our other options. So we have an interesting place where we don't actually try to retain people. We we love them for who they are, and we really appreciate what they're doing for us. But we also care about what's good for them. It's exactly like what you said about your customers, right? If it's not a good fit, it's not good for anybody when it when the circumstances change, you know. And I think that's actually part of the magic of our company because we have all these people that are really aligned in this moment, and we we actively embrace that we want them to prosper elsewhere as well, and it seems to work for us. I love that because I feel the same way with my team and what we do. I I love my team. I know that my success to where where I am today is largely their, based on their efforts. They're mm-hmm. great people. I love spending time with them. We'll get on a Zoom call. Sometimes we'll get on a Zoom call that we schedule for an hour. And if we're like really riffing and our schedules don't conflict, we'll be on for three hours. And it's like the time flies because mm-hmm. we just love having ideas and putting things into motion and executing in our own way. And so like that type of thing loving those people that you work with and loving the team that you have it makes you want to be better it makes you want to show up better it makes you want to do better yourself and i think that's infectious to everyone to where Mm -hmm. to your point when you get to that point where your paths don't intersect or you don't have the same outcome in mind that can infect the company in the completely opposite way where you may Mm -hmm. not want to be on the calls or you may not want to talk about ideas or you may not want it because you're just like oh i don't want to deal with that right now and you keep putting it off and it can cause a big thing there. So, I mean, I think that at business, if you want to reduce business down to its most, you know, yes, it's solving a problem, but it's also about people. And you're a product company, but you talked about people and loving people and loving your team. And that shows mm-hmm. up in your products. I, I really think so. It's just, it's a different way of looking at business. I think it's, it's, uh, it's what's interesting is creating win-win scenarios, right? where value is created in multiple ways instead of just taking one from the other. And really every business like that, I think that's your point. Like it, every, every business starts with the people, having the right people who actually want to be there. And the people do the great work that ultimately gets manifested in whatever the product is. Uh, easy to forget this side of that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ken, for being here. Thanks for reminding us of that. I love what you're doing. I want to remind people that they definitely need to, need to visit your website, grovemade.com, and check out your beautiful products, especially, hey, whether you work in a big corporation or you work from home, whatever type of office you have, they're innovative products. I'm pretty sure whatever type of job you do, you probably use a computer, you probably use technology in some way, shape or form. And their products are not only beautiful, but they're extremely functional and they will help you be more productive and just make you feel good. Because, you know, when you dress up, you feel good. When you drive a nicer car, you feel good. That's why people want to have these nice cars, right? It makes you feel good. So when you have these cool, great-looking things that are functional, these products, it'll make you feel good. It'll make you want to be there. It'll make you – it's just – it's good all the way around. So go check them out, grovemade.com. And Ken, I can't wait to have you on the next show and talk to you more because this has been so much fun. Cool. Talk to you later. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.